Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, Afternoon delight and welcome to the show that is sugary spiciness and everything niceness on OCRFM, which is 98.3 across Colican District, 88.7 FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. How's it going, Mr. Max? Good. How's your day been? Pretty good, yeah. <laughs> been uh, able to uh, get over the strange news that we received over the weekend? Yeah. Uh, you're not in school lockdown yet? Uh, not yet. But the rest of your siblings are? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, Hunt, the well, two. Hunter and Charlotte, two older they're not going back until yep. Thursday. So, uh, for those who are unaware, mm-hmm. Colac has received confirmation of uh, some positive cases of COVID-19. So, uh, families from Trinity College Colac are uh, going to be under home kind of lockdown for the time being while they investigate that. And uh, anyone that's kind of connected to uh, the Australian Lamb Company as well. Yeah. But there's been lots and lots of extra tests uh, over the weekend. The I saw a drive-through service going on at the uh, testing centre today. All the roads blocked off, and people are able to get a quick test, oh. which is good. Mhm. So um, yeah, um, but other than that. You've had some good news this week as well. Yeah. Uh, it was, well, for me, it was my mum's birthday yesterday. Uh-huh. And she turns exactly one year older than your pop. pop. Yeah. <laughs> or one day older, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, happy birthday to your pop. Yeah. It's his birthday today. Yep. Hmm. I think that's that's the, the strange news out of the way and the good news. Yeah. Yeah. So... Let's get on with the show, shall we? Because we've got a brand new Yum Box to uh, unveil. Open. Now, we had a couple of clues last week. Uh-huh. What, what were the uh, clues there? I uh, can't remember the first one, but <laughs> the one on the box is a smorgasbord of countries. Smorgasbord of countries. Now, I think it had... Oh, I'll have to check my source. We put it up on the uh, Afternoon Delight Facebook page last week. Did we have any correct guesses? We don't actually know if we've got correct guesses mm. yet. Smorgasbord of Countries was the first clue. And the second clue was... Our next destination are famously cheery. How come, you've asked? Well, we have a theory. It's not the coloured skies or castles. It's the incredible yums. With cookie dough and licorice, how could you be so glum? So, have you got a bit of a um, prediction? All around the world. Or, or like an all-around one. Yeah. I'm predicting kind of Denmark, that Dutch licorice sort of thing. That's my prediction. So let's find out. Around the world, around the world, around the world, around the world, around the world. 
Okay, so Max has opened up the box. The map says... Scandinavia. Scandinavia. Okay. Yeah. I'm on the right track, kind of. <laughs> uh, what do you know about Scandinavia? Nothing. Not much? It's all around that area. I guess I was kind of close with uh, Denmark. So it's around the areas of Finland, Sweden, Norway, Iceland, around that area. It's northern Europe. Mm. Uh, Den- Denmark is one of. Yeah. So we're not necessarily in the the one spot. We're in a few. Mm-hmm. Mm. These look cool. Mmm. Yeah. What have we got? Potato snacks with all sorted spices. Mm-hmm. Milk chocolate with salted caramel crispies. Yep. Salty licorice bar. Oat cookies with cocoa filling, potato chips with grill seasoning, and in the yum bag, we've got gingerbread toffee and cookie dough pralines. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> cool. Scandinavia, right oh. Well, then, what do we pick for our first round? I'm going to go with the licorice bar. Mm hmm. <laughs> and. The potato snacks with all sorted spices. All sorts. Assorted spices. Okay. Righto. Do you know much about Dutch licorice? Have you had any before? I don't know. I'm I'm trying to remember if you've been on a show where we've had Dutch licorice before. Because it's through this show that I found out about it. (laughs) And uh, it's it's a little bit different. So we'll have a bit of a squeeze at uh, some of the snacks first. Then we'll have... A couple of facts and figures from uh, Scandinavia. So, um, as you said, the Selmiaki Mato is mm-hmm. uh, what we're going to be having a look at. The Finland licorice. Mm-hmm. Salty licorice is a national treasure. Mm. Did you hear that right? Salty licorice <laughs> is a national treasure. <laughs> Salty licorice, yeah. Um, locals literally refer to licorice as black gold. And tourists... Well, we often spit it out because um, it's the ammonium chloride, which is pretty much just salt, that is the taste of their licorice. Uh, It was once used as a medicine to clear your sinuses. Uh And historians believe that licorice salmiac was the first to uh, entice children to take their medication. They'd give this stuff um, and kids are like, oh, yes, please. It's got sugar in it and it tastes awful. Um, so this is where the whole spoonful of sugar possibly comes from <laughs> to make the medicine go down. So are you uh, ready to try some <laughs> salty licorice? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. I know I'm not a huge fan. Uh, it's made up of sugar, wheat flour, ammonium chloride, sorbitol, potassium sorbate, and it's going to give us a uh, 27... Oh, okay, out of, sorry, a 70 gram serve, it's uh, 18% sugar. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have about 9 grams of sugar per salty licorice stick there. And it's all in one big chunk. All in big, so. <laughs> one big chunk. It's not going to be very snappable either, methinks. Yeah. Because uh, their, their licorice is pretty gummy. So Max is Got it. doing his <laughs> weekly <laughs> weekly um, He-Man exercise, trying to snap the bar in half. 
So it's still got that black consistency that we have here with our soft eating licorice that we're used to. Um, the inside's got that browny, crumbly hue. Uh -huh. um, how's your sniff test go with that? Oh, that's strong. The strong smell. Mm -hmm. It's actually reasonably pliable, um, considering some Dutch licorice is very, very hard. It's kind of like eating a lead bullet. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, this one is very, very bendy. Uh -huh. It's pleated. So it's got kind of corrugations running through it. So you could, I guess, peel some off like that. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. So you can peel it into strips, I guess. Yeah. But um, you normally a licorice fan? Yep. Yep. You will know if you have had Dutch licorice before when you bite down on this. What do you notice? Very strong. Very strong. Can you taste that salty tang? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I yeah. can taste something that's very, very strong. So, people from Finland or any of those Scandinavian, you know, Denmark and the like, they thrive on this stuff. Mm. But I can see by, <laughs> by the way you've placed the rest of it <laughs> back back in the packet. You're not a fan? Nah. Um, it's very much an acquired taste. Yeah, I, I'll admit, I'm not a huge fan. I can eat it, but I wouldn't want to eat a full stick of it. Yeah, I can eat it, but yeah, <laughs> won't stay down for a very long. No, it's got that yeah odd aftertaste to it. Yeah, and it's it's literally just salt. That's the salty taste. Yeah. Okay, well, let's see if we can uh, cleanse the palate a little more with your potato chips that you've chosen there. Mhm. So the are these the Kim snack? Yep. Um, assorted spices. So, do you love spices? Depends what they are. Mm. Uh, many male Danish people have to choose between spice and love, apparently. Um, due to their extensive travels, Danish spice traders often remained unmarried because they earned the nickname Pepper Dudes, or Bachelors, um, because they would spend all their time on the road going from door to door, door to door, door to door, selling spices in the spice trade, but never actually settling down to meet anybody and start a family. Mm. Today, though, this bit of history has spawned a spicy modern tradition. If a Dane is single on their 25th birthday, their friends tie them up and coat them in cinnamon. Mm. Happy birthday. Uh, if they're still single on their 30th birthday, <laughs> guess what happens? They tie them up and cover them in something else? Yes, they do. <laughs> Pepper. I... I don't know if that's a cool thing or not. Yeah, that that's a very strange tradition, but there you go. Let's see if these chips taste better, though, than that tradition. <laughs> these chips have cayenne pepper, garlic, and paprika on them, um, and they're dehydrated potato chips cooked in sunflower oil. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's going to be kind of that, I guess, a barbecue-ish sort of flavour yeah. from that garlic... Cayenne pepper, paprika, perhaps. Well, the I can see the flavour. You can see the flavour, a bit like the old uh, shapes. See, mm -hmm. see, see the flavour, taste the flavour. Yep. Uh, now the packaging. Oh, they're kind of like tiny ruffles chips. Yeah. They've got uh, again corrugations. What is it? We just had corrugated licorice, and now we've got corrugated chips. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what do you? When you say you can see the flavour. 
You can really see the flavour. It's, um, yeah, a very deep red from the paprika, but it is very well coated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, have a nibble. Let me know what you think of the uh, s- the Super Sprod snack chips. These are potato snack with assorted spices. They're very crunchy. They're definitely, yeah, dehydrated and dried. Uh-huh. I can definitely taste the flavouring. Mmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a savoury taste. Pretty hard to put your finger on exactly what. It doesn't really mirror... I was thinking it was going to taste more like uh, barbecue shapes or barbecue chips, but our barbecue has more of a tomato-y flavour to it. Yeah. This is very much a herby, mm-hmm. almost a garlic bread flavour. Yeah. Hmm. I like it. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs down for those two. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up for the chips. The chips. Licorice, maybe one. <laughs> <laughs> maybe one, half a thumb down sort of thing. Yeah. There you go. Well, uh, let's have a very quick squeeze at our Scandinavian tour guide book here. Um, so the people from the Yumbox say, why visit one country when you can have a smorgasbord? In fact, the Scandinavian term smorgasbord refers to a meal comprised of diverse local dishes, from the salty herring to the piping hot meatball, and they come together perfectly, so that's the best way to describe this month's box. Mm. It is filled with unique yums from five Nordic nations, Denmark, Norway, Sweden, Finland, and Iceland. Mm. So there's Viking ancestry there, um, off the chart happiness level. It, they are known as the happiest people on earth, um, and uh, a love for a good smorgasbord. So um, some of the different events that happen normally, um, that they have a long, long winter. In Finland and Sweden, the locals welcome in their spring with bonfires, singing, and tons of food and drink on the Walpurgis night, which for them. Uh, is April 30th. In Iceland, they celebrate the Summergården, which is the first Thursday of April. Um, the Danish people observe the Kodag, Dancing Cow Day, and they come out to watch the dairy cows jump for joy upon being released into a fresh spring meadow um, on May 17th, with the Norwegians celebrating Constitution Day. Um... The local language is closely related to the Viking speak, but each country has their own words that reflect their own unique culture. Uh, the Finnish word for the maximum distance that a reindeer can travel before it needs to do a wee is the uh, Porinkusima. Who knew that there was a word for that? Glugavadur mm-hmm. uh, is an Icelandic word for a kind of winter weather that's nice to look at through a window. <laughs> um... Hoppel, uh, sorry, hoppel and cowl is a Swedish word for a person who hops from a boat to dock it. Mm. The fridgelsliv is the Norwegian concept of going outside and experiencing nature. And hyg is the Danish concept of profound comfort, warmth and contentment. So um, the Yumbox says hopefully you experience that this month in the box. Um, Scandinavia is famous for its northern lights, which is also known as Aurora Borealis. Have you seen pictures of that before? It's a colourful spectacle which occurs when charged particles from the sun 
collide with gas from the Earth's atmosphere, which results in a burst of light. The phenomena is visible from all Nordic countries, but mostly in the north of Lapland or Finland. And you can admire over 200 nights a year of Aurora Borealis. There's also a famous author who grew up quite poor, working as a weaver's apprentice to support himself. Um, But in 1820, a friend suggested he take up writing. And from those unlikely beginnings, he became one of the most beloved authors all over the world. He wrote over 3,000 fairy tales, including The Little Mermaid, Mm -hmm. The Ugly Duckling, and The Princess and the Pea. Do you know who that famous person is? No. Hans Christian Andersen. And, uh, yeah, he's... A lot of fairy tales, there were quite a lot of um, fairy tale writers back then, but he and the Brothers Grimm are probably two of the most famous. Mm-hmm. I don't think there'd be a Disney movie without those <laughs> those two uh, combined. Uh, and finally, the Ice Hotel is a structure created in 1990 uh, in Jukasjavi, Sweden. It became the world's first hotel made entirely out of ice. Reconstructed every winter with a local river ice, the hotel features an ice chapel and an ice bar, and even the drinking glasses are made out of ice. So everything would definitely be kept cold. (laughs) But there you go. There's uh, a little bit of info about our yum box and the countries from within Scandinavia. Mm -hmm. Okie dokie. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll get straight into this week's topic. So don't go anywhere. It is time on Afternoon Delight for us to take a look at this week's topic, which is Pez. What do you know about Pez, Max? Um, they're little lolly things that (laughs) come in plastic container Mm -hmm. things that you, like, head that you pull back and it comes out. Yeah, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) So they're uh, Scandinavian, uh, kind of. Oh. Yeah. They come from Austria, which is Mm. around that central Europe area, so... You could call it Scandinavian. It's not really Scandinavian, but it's around that area. And um, it is the brand of both the candy and the dispenser that it comes with. Uh, The candy itself is a pressed, dry, straight-edged, curved block of sweet. Mm -hmm. And uh, each one... Block of sugar. Yeah, pretty much a (laughs) block of sugar. It was invented in Austria um, in 1927... It was first marketed as a compressed peppermint sweet by Edward Haas III. The mm-hmm. word PEZ is actually an abbreviation. So it's not a, an acronym where you um, take the first letter of each word, but it's kind of the whole word squashed down into three letters. So Fesses Mesen... Ins... Fefemuns... So it's P-F-E-F-F-E-R-M-I-N-Z which is German for peppermint. Uh-huh. So they've taken the P, the E, and the Z from the beginning, middle, and end of the word and shortened it just to Pez. Uh-huh. The original product, though, was a round peppermint, um, and they were called Pez Drops. 
Over time, a new manufacturing process evolved and a hard-pressed brick shape um, was formed, is what we kind of know today. The product packaging itself evolved from wrapped-up rolls, similar to maybe Lifesavers, to a small tin to hold the mints in, which was similar to um, the old Altoid mints and tins like that. The first Pez dispenser... Um, known as a regular, was similar in shape to a cigarette lighter and it dispensed an adult breath mint marketed as an alternative to tobacco. So as people were trying to quit smoking, they would pop these little Pez things um, to try and trick their brain into, you know, well, I've got something else in my mouth, I don't need to smoke. Mm. They were invented by Oscar Uxa, who uh, was manufacturing them through House Food, a corporation of um, a Vienna... Um, company. Cool. World War Two slowed down the marketing, as with most lollies. Mm-hmm. Those world wars just kept getting in the way. In 1945, manufacturers devised and promoted the Pez box. Then, in 1952, Edward Huss introduced his product to the United States, and Curtis Alina headed the US business of Pez. That's Ooh. when, in 1955, he decided to place a head on the dispenser and start marking them to children instead of adults. Santa Claus and Mickey Mouse were two of the first characters on the Pez dispensers, and since 1950, over 15,000 different character heads have been on the Pez dispensers. <laughs> uh, Pez vending machines were used in Germany, Switzerland, and Austria. The first machines in Germany were introduced around 1954 and produced by the same people, um, Deutsche Wagen and GWS, who manufacture trains and um, uh, tram cars. So they were also manufacturing these vending machines for Pez. Mm-hmm. Machines then were later introduced to Switzerland and Austria, and in October of 1956... Um, they started to spread out further into uh, into Europe. In 1973, Pez built a factory in Orange, Connecticut. In 1938, Scott McWinney became the president of the Pez Company before being uh, replaced in 2004 by Joe v- Vittoria. Around 2005, the size of the original factory was doubled so that the Pez dispenser line could be expanded. And uh, they own their own patent... So no one else can manufacture similar lollies or dispensers like Pez. They completely own this design. It's all all their own now. Um, However, we don't know exactly how old the Pez dispenser itself is from the design. Mm. So it's around that um, 1950s-ish era Mm -hmm. that they started putting the heads on. They think about 55 so, yeah, lots and lots of different historical figures have been on the Pez dispensers. In the 1970s, there was Betsy Ross, Daniel Boone and Paul Revere, which were released as part of a Bicentennial series. So they're very famous American figureheads, so to speak. They were not made to actually look like the people they represented, but they used a generic face with different accessories and, you know, the name was Daniel Boone. Uh, since the 1990s, there's been Star Wars characters on Pez dispensers, plenty of those. Uh, NASCAR had 
uh, themed range there at one stage with the helmets of famous drivers rather than the actual heads <laughs> of the, the drivers. In 2007, a limited Elvis set was released with three different periods of Elvis Presley's life. Um, Star Trek also had their own uh, release in 2008. To honour the 70th anniversary of The Wizard of Oz in 2009, Pez released a box set with dispensers of The Cowardly Lion, Tin Man, Scarecrow, Dorothy Gale, Toto, Glinda, The Wizard of Oz and The Wicked Witch of the West. Um, It was a limited release of only (laughs) 300,000. There's also a Snow White and the Seven Dwarves set. Um, The Royal Family have their own Pez dispenser set. Prince William, the Duke of Cambridge and Catherine, Duchess of Cambridge, had a special two-piece limited edition set released for charity in 2011. Uh, There's an eight-piece limited edition set from The Lord of the Rings with Bilbo, Frodo, Sam, Gandalf, Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli and Gollum. Only 250,000 of those were made. In 2012, there was a Kiss set. Uh, The band were celebrating... Um, and had the Star Child, Demon, Catman, and Spaceman on a reusable metal gift tin. There was another Hobbit set released in 2013 after the success of the Lord of the Rings one, with um, Bilbo, Gandalf, Thorin, Fimble, Ragagast, Killy, Bofer, and Dwalin on a cardboard box as opposed to the, the heads. Mm-hmm. Monsters University also had their own range with Mike Wazowski. Sully, Squishy and Randall and uh, the most recent ones would be the Angry Birds set mm-hmm. but uh, many 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 more, so many out there, Disney, Pixar DC, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Simpsons, Flintstones, Spongebob Dreamworks, you name it mm, it's pretty much, a <laughs> pretty much a Pez dispenser um, some Pez dispensers can sell for quite a large amount as a collectible item yep the highest verifiable sale of a Pez dispenser was for a private sale of a Mickey Mouse Softhead Early Edition to an Austrian dealer, uh, which sold for about $7,000. Wow. It's not bad for a little piece of plastic. <laughs> the dispenser was never available for sale to the public, and it was a factory-only prototype, which is why it was so high in demand. But, that said, sometimes fake Pez items... Uh, get sold for very high amounts. In 2006, an eBay sale of um, some 50s clear space guns uh, for $11,000 took place, but according according to a Pez researcher, the dispensers were later proven to be very well-made fakes. Mm. So uh, it's not sure whether or not um, that person was ever fined or had to give the money back, but uh, yeah people don't want to be doing the wrong thing like that um the pez collecting hobby has grown to the point where there are several conventions held around the world each year the oldest one is pezamania which has been held in ohio since 1991 conventions are also held annually in austria finland france sweden and in the u.s pez conventions are a place where different collectors and dealers can meet buy and sell pez merchandise There's also typically an auction for charity, and they have contests with Pez items as prizes. (laughs) So that's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, that's the the brief history of Pez on Afternoon Delight. If you've got any uh, fun facts, 
that you'd like to share, feel free to send a message to uh, lolly at ocrfm.org.au or you can um, jump on the text line 0439 329 713. That's 0439 329 713. We're going to take a quick break and we're back to go head to head with Pez. Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion. It is time for us to have the great debate here on Afternoon Delight. Mm-hmm. And uh, today we you can't really pit the Pez dispensers against each other as such, yeah. but there are different flavours of Pez. So uh, there's a multitude, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. There's apple. Uh, what have we got here? Apple, raspberry, orange, lemon, and there's some fizzy pez as well. Uh, I was struggling quite significantly to try and <laughs> feed the pez dispenser. I bought a little Charmander one today. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to describe the pez dispenser to uh, to the listeners? It's got like a red bottom part mm-hmm. with like. I'd say they're two little feet. Yeah, so it can actually stand on its own on yeah. the table. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very well balanced as well. And the cut of the inside uh, means that when you feed the different Pez lollies into it, uh, they don't fall out. Yeah. It's a very handy little storage container. It pretty much can only be used for Pez, though. Yeah. It's not a multi-use thing, unless it's in the shape of Pez. That's pretty much it. Yeah. But uh, the unique head design... It's just a Charmander head. From Pokemon, yep. Mm, yeah. And when you lift him up... Lift his head up backwards, uh, Pez comes out. <laughs> so, uh, as we said, it's a little compressed sugar cube. And mm-hmm. this one, I believe, is... Pink. A raspberry flavour? Uh, yes, raspberry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll have a bit of a taste of the different flavours of the pears and see if one uh, one beats the other. Uh-huh. So let's try the uh, <laughs> the raspberry one first. They're very reminiscent of fizzes or what else uh, comes in this kind of compressed state? Um, I don't know. Yeah. F- Fizzer is probably... Yeah, life's, um, yeah. Lifesavers? Yeah. Yeah, get a whole more... Um, what are those things called? Um, men? No, not, no, not Mentos. <laughs> but yeah, you're pretty much the yeah. lifesaver. I'm not thinking of the, the round lolly version, but um, Altoids, any of those compressed mints, that's what these look like. They do have Pez stamped in the centre. Uh-huh. They look like tiny, tiny, tiny bars of soap or bricks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, pop that on your tongue, let us know what you think. That's good. You can taste the flavour straight away. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely raspberry. Uh-huh. Unlike a, um, you know, a Tic Tac or something like that. Yeah. The more you chew it, the more intense the flavour because of the compacted, um, I guess, glucose syrup and sugar. Yeah. Apparently, one candy equals three calories. Mm-hmm for those who know how to read that. <laughs> but uh, an average 
serve per pack is eight, and that's going to give you 8.2 grams of sugar. Mm. Hmm. Flavoring-wise, the yellow ones are um, salt flour and lemon juice. So the flour gives it a um, yellow colour, and then the lemon juice gives it the flavour. The orange has paprika to um, colour it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the light red one is a concentrate of grape, black carrot, and black carrot to give it the oh. um, the colour. And the red ones are a black carrot and black carrot. So the grape gives it a light red. The grape juice must lighten it up. Hey. Hmm. <laughs> but that's um yeah. Very nice. Uh-huh. A fruity flavour. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do we want to pit it against its fizzy counterpart? Yeah, okay. See if there's much of a difference. That's one thing I hadn't factored into the show, was trying to open these things up with gloves. <laughs> Don't make a try. <laughs> uh, where are we? There's a little rip... On the side here. There we there go. We go. <laughs> so the refills come in packs of eight. Yeah. And um, and the Pez con the Pez itself thing it only fits eight in it. So that's right. Perfect fit. <laughs> Perfect fit all around. Um, and when it's not in the Pez container, when the when you purchase the refills, it's in. That again, like the lifesavers and the oh gosh, I wish I could think of that. It's <laughs> <laughs> doing my head in when I say lifesaver. There's a specific one, Fizz. It's not Whiz Fizz. I can't believe I can't think of it. I've been doing this show since 2013. Mm. I can't think of the name of this certain type of <laughs> lolly. Yeah. Doing my head in. Anyway, um, it's exactly like that. <laughs> but the wrapping is kind of a paper coating an aluminium uh, outer layer to, to preserve them as well so that yeah. they stay dry. Is yours a different colour? Um, oh, mine's here kind of a greeny colour. Yeah, mine's like a pinky. But again, it's that um, small Pez block. Now, it says fizz. How long does it take to fizz? Dried away. Dry, yeah. Very much so. Similar to a... Um, <laughs> lolly that I cannot think the name of. Yeah. I know what you mean, but mm. I don't know. They're round. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I can't think sherbet of it. Sherbet fizzies? It's like sherbet, yeah. But it's not. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> my brain will tell me later. Um, which is better, the fruit flavour or the fizz? I like the fizz. Mm. It gives it that little bit of zest. Yeah. And the only real difference is that it's got sodium bicarbonate in it, which gives it the Fizzy. the fizziness. So we've gone from having sodium licorice, salty licorice, <laughs> which wasn't very nice, to sodium bicarbonate to give it that fizz and make it actually taste a bit better. Uh-huh. Uh, but let us know, 0439 329 713. What's your thoughts on Pez? Do you have a favourite? Got any memories? And uh, we'll be back after this with the sweetest tune. Oh, 
on Afternoon Delight. It's time for our sweetest tune. And uh, today we're going to be featuring an Australian hip-hop musician by the name of... Pez. (laughs) So uh, his real name is Perry Chapman, but uh, he's been recording as Pez uh, for quite a number of years now. His debut album, A Mind of My Own, peaked at number 19 on the ARIA Urban Albums chart back in the day. He attended uh, Q High School and has contributed um, to quite a few different tunes over the years. His um, first time in the Triple J Hottest 100 was back in 2008, and that's the song that we're going to be featuring. It's the festival song, and it's a little bit reminiscent of all the things we can't do at the moment, Max. It's about uh, being able to go out and enjoy music festivals. So let's let's reminisce. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. For all the festival heads. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, yeah. All right. That there is the unedited version of uh, Pez and Hayley Kramer with uh, the festival song. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, music festivals. Will we ever be able to get back to them? That is the question. That said, people have been quite creative uh, in relation to coronavirus, being able to uh, still entertain ourselves, themselves, by doing uh, drive-in theatres, mm-hmm. which have been making a comeback. That's been something pretty cool to see. I saw the other day that uh, there's going to be a uh, a floating cinema <laughs> coming, a, a floating, not a drive-in, where people go out on little boats on oh, the river cool. and then watch the movie up on the big screen that way. <laughs> not sure how comfortable I'd feel bobbing along, but anyway, <laughs> might have to bring an anchor. So I think so. Yeah. But uh, people are starting to resort to live Zoom shows and uh, yeah. concerts that can be streamed live as opposed to being in the in the round, as it were. Uh-huh. But uh, we will get through this. Yeah. Yes, that is Pez with Summer Days. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back after this to find out what's new on the shelf, so don't go anywhere. What's new, Pussycat? It is time to find out what's new on the shelf, Max. Uh-huh. What have you found? It's a Cadbury Dairy Milk product. Mm-hmm. And it's a Marvelous Creations one. Ah, from the Marvelous Creations range. Always uh-huh. uh, lots of new and interesting things. What have they come up with this time? Birthday cake. Birthday cake. How convenient. Yeah. My mum's birthday, your pop's <laughs> birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to them. <laughs> Uh, birthday cake. So what sort of flavour are we thinking birthday cake is going to be for a chocolate bar? Birthday cake? What, yeah, what, what flavour is birthday cake? I don't know. Chocolate? Uh, I'm assuming it's going to have chocolate. <laughs> birthday cake such a unique one. I know, um, what are they called? Uh, the Jelly Belly Beans have a birthday cake flavour. And it's very, very sweet, like icing sugar. It has... Dairy milk, milk chocolate mm-hmm. with marshmallows, hundreds and thousands, and biscuit pieces. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Oh, what type unique. of cake is that? <laughs> I'm not sure. A biscuit cake. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then, well, uh, it's got the same, you know, the colour purple advertising that Cadbury do, but uh, a bit of a party vibe happening as well with uh, hundreds and thousands and streamers and things like that. Uh, now, this has come in a block of six pieces. Uh, five. Five, okay. Ah, clever work, Cadbury. You have to buy two to share equally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you can you can see the pieces through the chocolate bar. It's stamped with Cadbury on top. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, with my little section here, I can see hundreds and thousands poking through. Bit I of marshmallow. I can see biscuit pieces, marshmallow, and hundreds and thousands. So you're going for the munch there? Mm-hmm gives it a very unique texture as well. Yeah. Marvelous Creations come in odd-sized pieces. Mm-hmm. It's a very difficult block to share equally and evenly, but that said, the Marvelous Creation concept is that every piece is unique. Yeah. So this, this is quite an odd combination. It's very, very sweet. Like, yeah. the chocolate is already sweet, but the you can taste the the sting of (laughs) sugar sugar and more sugar because the hundreds and thousands are just compressed pieces of sugar similar to the pears pieces to be honest and that soft marshmallow and the crunchy biscuit it's a nice blend but that smooth dairy milk kind of taste to it yeah that's good Mm. thumbs up thumbs down i'm gonna do two thumbs up two thumbs up yep yeah i think i'm with you on that one that is nice indeed, Lee. Sadly, though, we've run out of show time. Mm. It's four o'clock already. We are going to have to uh, hit the old emergency exit button. Uh, Holly is not in today, so there won't be an unconventional ramblings, but we will be able to bring you a uh, replacement show uh, in her absence. As always, if you've got a uh, suggestion for a future episode of Afternoon Delight, then you can email Lolly at ocrfm.org.au or jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page which we didn't even get a chance to uh, talk much about today it's been a a whirlwind of a show with the new Yum Box and Pez but uh, we'll catch you next Sunday from 3pm to do it all again bye bye see ya everything's a little clearer in the light of day hey hey you know the night is always gonna be there anyway Working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Skyline rockets in flight Afternoon delight